Devin Becker, Becker Safety and Supply. Excellent. Thank you for joining the program here today. This is definitely one of the businesses I figured that would be open during the COVID-19, the coronavirus shutdown. So we're doing some shutdown shout-outs. Devin Becker, Becker Safety and Supply. How are you doing out there in Greeley, Colorado? I live in the dream. Some days it's a nightmare. <laughs> well, I tell you, we were just mentioning, you know, as we chit-chatted before we started hitting record, that it's been quite a month, you know. I mean, really, when you look back at the last 30 days, it just seems, you know, one thing is topping another. And, you know, really a lot of this started last November. And, you know, that's when I think Whiting, uh, of course, Whiting's in the news recently by doing some restructuring and they were in the news back in november and and then of course we had russia and opec happen it's just looking back at the last three four months and then you look at the coronavirus it's just hard to imagine the last 30 days even happened uh devin just talk to me about how you guys are processing there yeah i mean it's uh definitely something that we've never seen before you know with our business we're very uh heavily invested in the oil and gas industry and you know, it's it's one thing for oil and gas prices to go down, um, but for the whole economy essentially to be shut down, uh, it's we've never seen this. I mean, no one's ever seen something like this before. So, you know, we're just trying to get as much information as we can and just make those decisions based upon, the, you know, the facts that we're getting. So. Well, the, the one thing, though, is there, there is things moving along, and I know after they get a handle on it, they're going to probably do a gradual roll back or a roll out, if you will. I, I don't think it's going to be a full-on. I mean, the, the NFL is even considering playing some games in front of, like, 200 fans next year. I mean, this, <laughs> so, I mean, it's like everything is on the table, you know what I mean? But really the safety – industry and and that's that's what you are i i believe you're really the safety industry yeah you've got supply and retail and 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 things like that but at the end of the day you are involved in the safety industry so i i don't know how you're going to weather the storm or if you're going to but i i see where you are an essential business you guys are open so you're you're doing you know how you maneuver behind the scenes is up to you and you know i'm not asking for your business plan or anything but uh, talk to me a little bit about some of those things that are are selling that people are needing right now because you know there is some business happening you know there is there is there is people still operating out there yeah so as our business is deemed essential uh, that's definitely helped us a lot um, because we know that we can stay open through this um, just because the products and services that we provide, um, and we've been inundated um, in the last couple of weeks, obviously, for N95 masks and um, disposable suits and uh, disposable gloves and uh, sanitizers, a lot of the Jam Sam stuff. Uh, we've been seeing an increase in that as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, we've been reaching out to all of our vendors to try to source, you know, products that we can get. And we've had to get. A little creative and you know reach out to potentially the new vendors and uh you know figure out different ways of getting it we even you know took a delivery truck up and picked it up at a terminal you know up in wyoming to just uh, speed up the process of getting the products to our customers um so you know everyone's it's kind of a weird weird time but you know with our business you know safety is the head-to-toe kind of idea that we try to 
emphasized. So with the virus, it's completely different than fall protection. But I was going to say it's it's really interesting the different uh, veins or the different subcategories or the niches and niches when it comes to just safety. You know, I mean, the media has it, and you know, everybody has it within their own, but. To see one of them out in the public, like safety, where, you know, we were talking about, you know, hand sanitizers before we went on, on, you know, the the air. Would you ever have thought, you know, a year ago that there'd be a day and age where you'd be ordering that stuff by the by the barrels and, and that sort of thing? I mean, just some of the things that are involved with safety, I guess you just take for granted or overlook from time to time. Exactly, yeah. I mean, even... You talked about last year, I would never have thought this would ever happen. Um, but even last month, you know, we, we saw something coming, but we didn't know what extent that would be. And then obviously Colorado followed suit with the other states of shutting down uh, stay-at-home orders. So, you know, we've had to scramble, you know, for our team, too. It's not only just the products, but also dealing with um, taking care of our team through this, you know, making sure that they – are taken care of and you know that they're they're honestly having to homeschool their kids and come to work or you know do homeschooling after work and so it's just been a full circle thing you know of trying to deal with this um in our perspective um just really taking care of our customers taking care of our team and our vendors you know it's 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 been a lot of communication back and forth amongst the team I I laugh a little bit because you know my son's downstairs as we speak. I'm I, I posted on social media the other day jokingly that uh, I'm a teacher because I had to help out with some classwork. I'm a SRO officer. I had to break up a midday game of Fortnite with a bunch of buddies that didn't have e-hall passes. And then I'm a little <laughs> lunch lady because I had to make lunch. And then I'm also a counselor. You know, I got to break up the if I should go to a virtual class or should I surf the net or what? So peer pressures. And so all that will be in an essential because technically I'm media and oil and gas. So I get the uh, double whammy, just like you, safety and oil and gas. You know, it's like your, your extra double essential. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your customers right now. You've got obviously an online store. That makes total sense. But I've been to your retail outlet. I mean, you've got a very large retail outlet. Uh, you've got a embroidery area in the back. Uh, you've got, you know, you've, you've got employees and you've got, I imagine you have outside sales. You mentioned trucks a few, few times. So how are you guys handling this? I mean, are people still coming to your retail location or do they have to have appointments or like I said, I'm sure your online is, is doing probably better than before, if not fine now. Yeah, I mean, we've tried to kind of be sensitive to the workers that we are dealing with. And, you know, a lot of them maybe have to stay in the office, but we realize there's a lot of our customers, you know, they don't get that luxury. And so, you know, we're, we've stayed open for our retail uh, aspect of it. Obviously, we've seen uh, the number of people walking in decrease, uh, but we've also um, positioned it in a way, too, that people can order online at bettersafety.com and, you know, they can come either pick it up or they can have it shipped to them. Um, so we're just trying to limit that exposure to them if they feel that's um, necessary for them. Uh, but, yeah, we do have outside sales. And so, you know, they're having to change the playbook a little bit for themselves. And you know, they may not be able to visit their customers in person. So, you know, utilizing technology to 
you know, get as close to the customer as you can without being there. And, um, you know, we do have our customizations team. And so we've opened up, uh, you know, free embroidery for all new orders um, until all this stuff is done because we want to keep them busy, um, help save our customers money and just be a full one-stop shop for everyone. All right, Devin Becker, Becker Safety and Supply. I do want to give you a little pop quiz here off the side because right before our interview, I just finished the last episode of Ozark on Netflix. And uh, boy, I tell you, between people flooding the social media right now, trying to figure out a way to connect with other people, the social media is off the hook. But then I was thinking Netflix is probably being downloaded quite a bit. Have you been watching much Netflix? Yeah, I mean, you. What else is there to do? Other than- <laughs> <laughs> so I re- I don't. Have you seen Ozark? I have. My wife and I watched that. Uh, we're about halfway through the third season. Okay. Just craziness, craziness. So it's it's <laughs> what's interesting about the third season is I just finished it and I don't want to I don't want to give any spoilers at all. But um, two things I'll tell you is that it gets better and better each each episode as it goes. And the brother who I didn't really care for in the beginning, I really liked in the end. And um, I think the therapist is probably my favorite character this season. So. <laughs> Getting paid off to from both sides of it. Yeah. Isn't that great? Them getting paid off by the it. husband and the wife to win arguments. <laughs> I thought that was just a great storyline. But uh, uh, I understand you've seen Tiger King. Talk to me about that. I haven't seen it yet. So t- tell me why everybody's talking about this. Yeah. So actually, uh, I didn't even hear about it until about a week ago. And then one of the guys that works for us, he's actually from one of the towns. I think that where Tiger King's new place was being built. And so he's actually been to the Tiger King exhibit or whatever you should call it. And so that definitely intrigued me. And they started talking about it. I'm like, this, like, how do you explain this show? And so I watched, we like binge watched the seven episodes on it. And uh, yeah, when you ask someone, hey, have you watched Tiger King? They're like, what's Tiger King? Like, how do I explain it? Like, there's no way to, like, explain it without it sounding super crazy. I One person described it to me as um, everything that a bizarre reality show could have is in this show, from redneck thruples to exotic animals. Like, and I just looked at him <laughs> and I cocked my head and I went, yeah, that would be about everything. <laughs> just... Yeah, it's it's the craziest show, and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder, and you're like, it can't get any weirder, and then it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Is uh, I, I guess is there a lawsuit involved? Is there a court case? Is there is that why there's got to be something like that 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 ties this together, or is it just a straight documentary? Or yeah, I mean, there, I don't want to give, I don't want to spoil it, but obviously there's. Someone ends up in jail, and there's oh. a, yeah. So I'm not going to tell if you haven't watched it, but um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And someone got fed to the lions, you know, and like li- like it. literally. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, wow. That's, that's the claims. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's out of this world. So you know, 
when you're at home, you know, hanging out with this quarantine, nothing like a little appreciation of how crazy other people are to make you feel better. Well, there, there you go. Your crude life, uh, weekly, uh, Netflix <laughs> updates with, uh, Ozark and Tiger King. I'm telling you, we have to start giving people homework assignments and, and check in and do that sort of thing. Cause I imagine there's a lot of people out there. Well, from a media standpoint, hey, you got to give the people what they're doing and what they want, and you're right. I mean, we were talking about social media, but I think there's probably just as many people, if not more, uh, uh, doing the Netflix thing. We didn't even get into the day drinking, which apparently is a huge thing now with liquor sales off the hook, and (laughs) people are like, yeah, I think I'll have a glass of wine at noon now and that sort of thing, so it's a little different. You're at the office, so you don't experience anything like that, but a lot of those people at home, that's starting to be a little bit of a a thing now. And so anyway, but um, all right. Netflix has got the whole seasons of uh, the office too. So if you really want to binge, binge on the office, that's my, that's my third pick of what to watch on Netflix. How about out in Colorado? I I mentioned uh, Whiting earlier and I'm not trying to pick on them. They just happen to be in the news. Um, But like, as I mentioned, they, they, Back in November, they posted some debt. Uh, the OPEC Russia happened. Um, Colorado has a governor who's come out and publicly said war on oil and gas. You know, and Jim Cramer, he thinks you know that there, there's going to be more oil and gas companies, everything else too. You're in Weld County. You're like in, in ground zero um, of of where there's oil and gas activity. Uh, what are you hearing from some of your colleagues, some of your customers? What are you feeling out there um, in in the area? As as really, there, there is a restructuring happening. You know, I mean, there's no easy easy way to put it because it, it it's best to be positive, but at the same time, you have to accept a little bit of reality that there is some restructuring in the marketplace going on. Yeah, you know, it's it's like that black swan event, right? Two things that you never think would happen at the same time happen. Um, so, you know, we've we've seen a lot of companies um, laying off. Uh, we've heard rumors of that and actual uh, layoffs we've heard. Um, and so, yeah, that's it's super sad to see because in Wall County, you know, it, we are the number one producer in Colorado uh, for the county. So, you know, that's a lot of jobs, um, you know, and our governor isn't very friendly of the oil and gas industry, but it's kind of funny how he still deemed it a central industry but um well that's a whole different topic well i did want to ask you about that a little bit in terms of how do you think industry could accentuate that a little bit because i i i understand that there's a virus and there's a lot of things happening but at the same time i am seeing headlines that tie you know, climate change and, and the reduction of, of uh, air pollution to this virus, boy, they're certainly being opportunistic uh, on the opposition side in terms of that climate change oil and gas fight. It just seems that from a journalistic standpoint that a, a newspaper or a television station or even a radio station would have picked up on that story, you know, that a, a governor who actively has said war on oil and gas just deemed it essential, critical. I think it was number two after hospitals. 
And, you know, that, that's a chicken and egg situation there if you want to rank them. But, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're in the industry and, and you talk to a lot of different people. Uh, how can the industry get, you know, uh, back to a, at least a level playing field? Yeah, I think um, it's just obviously education, you know, right? Yeah. You have to educate the people. But, you know, you, you look at the stuff that's happening, uh, the products, the services, the, you know, the healthcare instruments, like those things that are being produced, you know, the masks and all those crazy things that, you know, GM making masks and ventilators and like weird stuff like that you never think you'd see. Like, how is that stuff made possible? It's through oil and gas production. Well, there's you know? a there's a question for you, you know, and, and you can just even repeat the same stuff you just said. But, you know, the question is, in, in your mind, from, you know, the diesel to the masks to the to the hazmat suits, whatever, um, explain a little bit how you see the oil and gas industry healing and helping out there with this coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the demand for gas and diesel, you know, probably will go down because people are not traveling as much because of this thing. But you look at all the products and stuff that it's, it's taking to fight this virus, it wouldn't have been possible without oil and gas. And so I think educating people of what it's taking to take on this virus uh, and the ventilators and the disinfectants and, you know, sanitizers and, you know, things like that, that the PPE that these people are wearing uh, as a, a defense to this virus, like without oil and gas, I mean, you can't make it with wind power, you know? And so I think it's educating and figuring out how to present that to everyone uh, in a way that educates them and also enlightens them. It is a challenge and I'm not sure what the answer is. And I don't know if anybody has the answer. That's why, you know, I ask is, is, or bring it up because I think we're, we're in a time right now that everything should be on the table, that, uh, we we're very much in a time that everything should be on the table and we've got to rationally and figure out together ways to take things off the table. Um, you know, because, I'm seeing some weird things in the headlines and, and everything else, and I'm trying not to judge it right now because we are in very unprecedented times. You know, I, I, it's funny when you listen to people talk about, you know, the COVID-19 and the coronavirus when it comes to the economy. People forget that the oil and gas industry, this was happening beforehand. You know, they got a one-two supply punch, one or uh, a shock with the demand and a shock with the supply at the same time. Unprecedented, really. You mentioned the double black swan. I think you, you said something along those lines. So it's um, it's a time, like I said, everything should be on the table, and we should rationally talk about things that we don't like, take it off instead of getting mad and judgmental and, and that sort of thing. But um, good yeah, to I hear. Don't, I don't think, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think this is the time to really – do that like i think everyone needs to focus on you know getting back to work getting the right. economy going make sure this virus is you know dealt with and then that's the time where you can say hey we came out of this and the reason we came out of it is because the products and the services that are that come from oil and gas it'd be nice to be able to have some direction along the way because it's it's it seems to me that uh, it's become very clear that the industry is needed. And so, um, 
and, and that's why it was nice to see that Jared Polis, the governor in Colorado, at least, you know, had it in, in his letter and official and, and everything like that, because there is a time for politics and there's a time for not. And this was a good time for not. Um, and, and you are one of those essential businesses. Uh, talk to me one, one more time about, you know, some of the things that you guys have that people are probably looking for in this time right now. Because you're right, it's time to focus on uh, the work that's needed. And your, your guys' work is needed as well as other people's work. And um, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, everything related to workplace safety, obviously, we got that covered. Um, so, if any, anyone needs that, we got you taken care of. Uh, special stuff for this virus, obviously... You know, the N95s, uh, sanitizers, uh, pallets of water, um, you know, disposable suits, things like goggles, all that fun stuff. Um, we've been sourcing a lot of that. So uh, feel free to you know reach out to us at BeckerSafety.com and uh, we'll do our best to get you taken care of. Obviously, supply and demand and, you know, things are getting crazy, but uh, we'll, we'll do our best to take care of you. 